0: What is going on, people? Today, it's Tuesday. It's December. December 1st. It's your boy, Daedrin. This is the Couch Potato Podcast. We're on episode 11 on a Tuesday. Can y'all believe it? On a Tuesday. Doing back-to-back days. Let's get it. Um, So, I'm doing it today because some of the stuff I didn't talk about, I'm going to try to talk about today. Added some more stuff to it, so I'll give it a little flavor. It may not be as long as the previous ones, but hey, we're going to get into this real quick, and I hope y'all enjoy it. Uh, just, you know, a little NFL quick talk, college basketball. Uh, I am actually going to talk about Sarah Fuller. Although it's going to be brief, I'm going to say it. I didn't have it in my outline. That's the reason why I didn't discuss it, so I'm just going to be upfront with y'all. Be transparent. So, man, it is December. The 1st of December, what are y'all plans to end the year? And what are y'all plans for the upcoming year? For me and probably my family, we're probably just going to chill, um, try to lose some weight. I know that's the one thing I'm going to try to end the year and come into the new year trying to lose some more weight. That's that's my plan. Um, obviously, to, you know, spend time with family and things like that. Well, the family in my household, I'll say that. And honestly, I don't have any plans for the upcoming year because I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, granted, we all don't know what's going to happen. However, it's, I mean, 2020 showed us don't prepare for anything because your plans are going to go to ruins. So that's how I feel about that. So I'm I'm not planning anything for 2021. I know that President-elect Biden is going to be in office. Um, if the Lord delays his coming, uh, people are going to celebrate birthdays. But I'm not making plans for it. It's crazy. So, and then no one's really taking, no one, well, I'm not going to say no one, but there are plenty of people who are not really preparing for this pandemic like they should. So, it is what it is. So let's talk about this Monday night game last night. Seahawks won 23-17 against the Philadelphia Eagles. And although the score is, was 23-17, the outcome of the game was over with. Like, the game was over with in the first quarter. Like, Seattle's defense, although they've been criticized a whole lot, played, played up to... Their, their Legion of Boom-esque from uh, years ago. I was impressed. Um, Shout out to D- D.K. Metcalf. He torched the Eagles' defense. They didn't have an answer for him. Russell Wilson was like, okay, I'm going to run the play here, run the play there. Oh, we're in trouble. I'm going to just throw to D.K. Metcalf. Ten catches, 177 yards. Um, He played lights out. There's always been talks about Russell Wilson not being in the MVP conversation, but he should be in the MVP conversation. Um, But the Eagles lost, and they still have a chance to win a division. Like That's going to be the talk for the NFC East. Don't matter if if it's the Washington football team, if it's the Giants, if it's the Cowboys or the Eagles they all have a chance to win the division because no one has decided they want to separate themselves from the pack. Every time you think that someone will, you know, they lose. So just imagine that if the Giants win the division, right? Jason Garrett gets fired by Dallas and he goes to the Giants to be the offensive coordinator and gets them into the playoffs. And they don't have Saquon Barkley. Yeah, let that sink in. Um, but what is going on with Carson Wentz and should the Eagles start Jalen Hurts? Carson Wentz, I don't know what's going on. It, he really looks bad out there, but we keep giving him a pass. I'm not giving him a pass. I believe he needs to play better. I believe he needs to go back in the, in the film room and and figure out what defenses are doing, and a lot of them are really not doing anything special. It's just his receivers can't get separation. Now, do I believe that Jalen Hurts should get the nod? No, I don't want him. I don't want him to play behind that line. They're not blocking and form. The receivers not getting separation. So, what are you, what are you going to do? What are you supposed to do? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't have a clue. But some changes need to be made. They should have drafted some receivers that, receivers that can get separation or some deep threats or anything like that. Teams passed on D.K. Metcalf, including the Patriots. They went in to kill Harry because they thought he was better. Clearly he's not because he don't get separation. So, I mean, there were some good receivers in this draft class that the Eagles could have picked up. And they didn't. So, and the Giants are in first place in the NFC East. Did I mention it? Didn't know if I did or not. But in case you didn't know, the Giants are in first place. And the Ravens and Steelers are playing tomorrow, not tonight. They're playing tomorrow. It's been pushed back again. Um... They should just let them play and get it over with. Or the Ravens should just forfeit. Because the Ravens are really trying to get some of their players back to play. Mm. Just forfeit. I can see them not getting in the playoffs anyway. That would look bad. Teams, Teams have figured out Lamar Jackson. So, just forfeit. And what is going on in Tampa Bay? Like, why why is every time you look up Tom Brady is throwing the deep ball when he doesn't have to throw a deep ball? He should just, you know, even when teams are blitzing, you should have a hot, hot route that's, that's a short route instead of him trying to throw it deep. And whoever the running back is at the time needs to do better in coverage instead of, I'm sorry, do a better job of blocking instead of going out to catch passes. Because clearly Tom Brady needs help in the in the backfield. So also how about them Texans? They already don't have no receivers over there. And and their number 2 receiver who is a, who is a legit number 2 and their best corner on the team has has been suspended for 6 games for taking PED. Granted, you know, I I don't know what's the they can and can't take it. What stuff is banned and things like that. I don't know. But you guys, this just like Deshaun Watson's probably just like, I guess we're full of one going to early vacation since they're not going to make the playoffs. Clearly they're not going to the playoffs. So might as well just chill. <laughs> might as well take this PED and uh, go home. Like that's Crazy. Out of out of all the things that's going on, you decide y'all to decide that. I mean, not saying that they knew consciously. I'm I'm not. I'm just making making fun of it. But they took something that they shouldn't have taken, and they don't get to play the last six games, which I don't think it would would matter either way. Just my opinion. So, yeah, that's that. Now, real quick, I'm changing the subject real quick, but let me know what your perspective is on this. So this past Saturday, Sarah Fuller, who's a soccer player, that team, a women's soccer player, who, whose team just won a national championship in soccer, came to play for Vandy football to, you know, because all that kickers had, had COVID, the same as the Denver quarterbacks. So they needed a kicker. Now, granted, there's... Speculations on both sides that she shouldn't have been out there. They could have put anybody there to do a squib kick and things like that. I'm, I'm always of the, the, the mindset of give the person an opportunity. Don't sit up and just be like, see, this is why women shouldn't do this or women shouldn't do that. No, give them an opportunity. She had her opportunity. She squib kicked it. I don't know if that was the coach's idea. Maybe she was nervous or anything like that. Who knows? Now I will say this though, she don't she don't deserve to be on a top ten plays of the week for the month of November. I'll say that, or she doesn't she doesn't belong. Um, she doesn't need to be the SEC the SEC player of the week either, because she kicked the ball, not going that far. But that's what they've done. She kicked the ball. It's a football. I know it's big. It's huge. She's the first woman, to my knowledge. It's something I have to look up because I was informed that there were two other women who have not been named that have that have kicked that have been on the sideline. I don't know if they got in the actual game or not. But she kicked the ball. You know, let's applaud the first person to ever kick a, a female for kicking a football. Now, this does not mean that it's going to open doors for women to actually play college football with the guys because guys hit, guys hit hard and I've always said when I played if my mother grandmother was on another team and I'm going up against them I'm going to do my best to knock their head off I'm going to still say I love you at the end of the day but we're playing a sport where football is a violent sport so we're playing playing a game where it's my job to help my team win. So if it means I gotta knock your block off for us to get a win, it will happen. This also doesn't mean that women should be playing in men's professional sports. I think they need to get I think women need to get paid more. I don't think they should be playing in the men's sport. And it's the same for transgenders. but that's for another conversation. So since I'm mentioning college football, also Vanderbilt didn't even score in that game. They lost 41-0, and Coach Derrick Mason got fired. They're 0-8. I mean, it's bound to happen. But yet, hold on, Tom Herman still has a job. Yep, last I checked, Tom Herman still has a job, and, yes, Nate Robinson still has not got up off the ground, off the mat. Sorry. Anyway, so the college football playoff is tonight. And who should get the nod? Who should be the top four teams? I think Florida should definitely be in there. They look like a team that's on the verge of making the playoff. Obviously, you have to get by Alabama if they play each other in the SEC championship game. But my top four is Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida, Texas A&M, and Cincy. Those are my top six teams. But my top four is Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Florida. I'm sticking with Clemson in, and I took Ohio State out only because they've only played four games. And granted, Justin, Justin Fields look good out there. Just, they haven't played enough games, so as far as Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida, they've all played seven or eight games. It's a big difference. Um, I still believe Clemson is better than Notre Dame because they had to go in the double overtime with a backup against a backup quarterback, and still almost lost. So, just gonna leave it, leave it there. So I gotta say this: it must be difficult for college athletes, and I'm saying that because. Uh, unless they're doing classes, you know, online, them have to, even though not they're not trying to, but they having to interact with people and, you know, especially if you're a star player like uh, Trevor Lawrence or someone like that where you're known around campus and people want to be in your face, oh, let me get your autograph, let me do this, let me do that. You know, it it draws attention. So you know, you, it, it's difficult for them to try to play sports and to try to, you know, isolate themselves so they don't get the corona, And but you don't know who you're interacting with. My hope is that they are protecting themselves at all costs. So if you are a amateur athlete or college athlete and you're trying to, you know, do the best that you can, just um, hold your head tight. Also, college basketball is full full effect. Um, nothing has changed really from from my perspective. Um to whoever, who's ever in the top twenty five, that's great. If you get bumped up, cool. If you don't, still cool. Um all that matters is if you get in the tournament, you gotta win in six games. Well, it depends on how many teams that let in. But you gotta at least win six games. So we shall see. We shall see. Um, also, how many of y'all have finished y'all Christmas shopping? How many of y'all have finished you Christmas shopping? How many of y'all have got all your shopping done? And what are y'all getting for Christmas? For me, honestly, all I want is a PS5. Um, me being a parent with three children... Most of the st- most of the stuff that that I would, could could even want or desire, I just like. I just want the PS Five. I don't want anything else. Everything else can just go for the children. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm really okay with that. for, uh, for my children. Um. But, cause I mean. It's it's more about them versus about the parents. You know, parents buy the stuff. But, you know It's the it's it's about, it's all about the children. Sorry I keep pausing y'all. Um but yeah. Honestly, I'm I think I'm gonna say this and I hope I don't get in trouble for it, but I don't know what to give my wife for Christmas. If y'all have some ideas, let your boy know. Cause um Yeah, I don't know what to get her. I mean, she's told me her list, but, you know, most men, they forget stuff. So, but I hope y'all have finished our Christmas shopping. But what I love is that my wife always does her Christmas shopping early. Well, I say we do our Christmas shopping early for the children. So, and she's gotten me something else other besides the PS5. But I'm just, you know, I'm just happy I get to spend it with my family. I just, I'm just, that's what I'm happy about. I get to spend it with my family also. So my, I have one more topic to talk about and then I'm going to get out of here, get out of child's way. So who is the greatest NFL safety of all time? Oh, so many names to throw out there. And it can't really just – I want to say you could measure it between strong safety and free safety, but you just got to say safety because it's some good safeties out there. The Ronnie Lott, the Steve Atwater, the Troy Polamalu, the Ed Reed, the even now Jamal Adams. There's so many guys out there. I, I got to say, and also the Ryan Clarks, the Landon Collins, the Sean Taylors, rest in peace. But I'm going to say, and I know the rings don't show for it, but this is, this is my opinion now. You may think differently, but my opinion is Troy Palomaro, the the way he played, his instinct on the field. That, that guy there played his butt off. So I'm going with Troy Palomalu because he could play in coverage. He can play the run. He could do it all. And he was very humble. That's what makes him, I believe. But I'm I'm gonna give him one and one eight to Sean Taylor only because he died before we got to, got a chance to really see what his potential was. But boy was that dude a savage on the field! Gosh, could you imagine if he was playing along with? Because I believe yeah he was in Washington, so they could have had a couple of more cor- uh, corners there. They could have had Washington would the Washington football team would have been a better team then with him, you know, again, rest in peace to Sean Taylor. So final thoughts. Um, First off, I want to say this because I know a lot of people outside of COVID, uh, outside of these shootings, you know, there there are some good people out there. I was listening to the radio earlier today, and a state trooper pulled a lady over multiple times for – her, her not having a car seat. So the last time he pulled her over and gave her, he gave her a ticket, but he talked with his wife and he took her to the store and bought her a brand new car seat because, you know, children be growing. Children be growing. My son, Junior, that dude there grows. And all of my children are tall, from the oldest to the youngest. So... It, it is. There are some good people out there. I, I'm never gonna say that all cops are bad. That's never been my mindset. That's never been my mantra. But I do believe that if there are police, there are good police officers who are condoning what bad police officers are doing, you're just as guilty as them. I mean, like if, if there's a crime that goes on, you want, you know, you want us as people to speak up on it when we see it. So the the same thing needs to be in return given to to these people. Because if 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 the police is in the wrong, he's in the wrong. And we all have to use sound judgment. I mean, and it goes for all all black people are not bad people, all black people are not criminals, all fathers aren't deadbeats, you know. You know, it's it's just all of that. It's the same thing. You know, everybody's not racist. Just because they disagree with you doesn't make them racist. It doesn't make them sexist. It doesn't make them scared of the... Well, not afraid, scared or whatever. But it doesn't mean that they don't like somebody because of whatever their sexual preference is. You can disagree and still get along. Because I've said before no nowhere in the history of the world on this on God's green earth has anyone have two people ever agreed on everything everything no that doesn't happen doesn't happen never going to happen i promise you it won't my homeboy who i've been know i've been knowing for almost 30 years We we disagreed on, and we we usually agree on everything. We disagreed on who was was a better R&B singer. That doesn't mean I hate him because he disagreed with who I think is one of the greats. And I'm talking about during our time. So, and I say that to say, you know, again, you can disagree with people and still show love and things like that. So let's not assume that you get pulled over as long as you do what you're supposed to do, you cooperate, you'll be fine. I got pulled over uh, I'm a month and a half ago, maybe two months. Um, I had just got my new plates uh, for for my vehicle, and I hadn't put them on yet. and I, Because I didn't have the screwdriver, I needed to screw them on. And I got pulled over on my way home. I explained to the police officer, I say, look, I dropped my wife off at work. I'm going, to put the, I'm going to put the plates on as soon as I get home. They, they just came in. Um, honestly, you know, I said I, I wasn't trying to, you know, I wasn't speeding. I wasn't doing anything like that. He just, because I didn't have my tags on, and he just let me off with a warning. You know, if you cooperate, not be nervous. You know, do everything that they ask you to do. Be calm around them because... They don't know what to expect. It just like us as people who get pulled over don't know what to expect. So understand that everybody's not a bad person or just because you see it happen in one instance or, or you've gone through one experience doesn't mean that it's going to keep occurring. Also, I got to apologize for yesterday. I didn't give the music because I don't own the rights to the music. Um, so shout out to Kirk Franklin song yesterday was I smile. Of course, if y'all heard it, it comes on, it says I smile and you hear his voice. The song you heard today, because it's, it's the holiday season was, it's the most wonderful time of the year, Brian McKnight version. Cause he's my favorite R and B singer, male R and B singer, even though I don't, I rarely list, well, I take it back. I hardly ever listen to him now. But so listen, this is your boy Dadron. This is the Cuts Potato Podcast, episode eleven. Y'all be safe out there. And remember, thank a nurse, thank a doctor, thank a police officer, thank a firefighter, thank somebody, and also pay it forward, pay for a lunch or something, a dinner or a coffee. Pay it forward because you never know what it might do to brighten up that person's day. You never know. Because we all need hope. We all need encouragement. We all need this. We all need that. So pay it forward. Again, it's your boy Daydream. This is the Couch Potato Podcast. And I'm signing out. Peace.